Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of the Friday Night Panel. Uh, once again, it's uh, Mike and myself, uh, Graham, joining you to discuss just a few things. One, the upcoming bouts and all the uh, things that have been said within the boxing community this past week. Not only the Terrence Crawford debacle, uh, but the various, I mean, they're comical Uh things that have been said in, in the world of the heavyweight division to me anyway. I mean, I was reading off the news items this morning because I had uh, come across the Tony Yoka fight that had finally become uh, a thing. And, uh, and then I was just looking through the heavyweight uh, comments that are being made back and forth, starting with Larry Holmes <laughs> calling out uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua's being pretty, pretty unskilled in his opinion. <laughs> mind-blowing stuff quite frankly but i couldn't believe the chatter and the more the more i you know went down this rabbit hole the funnier it got quite frankly what well, anyway before i digress into the world of the heavyweight division and what these guys are saying about each other what do you have to say mike <laughs> <laughs> what do i have to say lots <laughs> all right all right yeah well not, well not not really lots honestly uh guys uh out there yes boxing fans there is an event tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, not really too much going on tonight in the world of boxing, uh, but tomorrow we do have a great card for you. Uh, the Smith Jr. versus Gefford, uh, January 15th, 10 p.m. on Fight TV. Uh, WBO light heavyweight world champion Joe Smith Jr. will make his first title defense against an unlikely contender. British puncher Callum Johnson tested positive for COVID-19. Right. So Smith will now face Stephen Gefford on Saturday, January 15th at Turning Stone Resort and Casino, live on ESPN. Guys, this is going to be a great fight. In the 10-round co-feature, featherweight contender Abraham Nova. Guys, I've already mentioned this guy before. 20-0, 14 KOs. Who was originally slated to fight Jose Enrique Vivas will fight Dominican veteran El, <laughs> El Gago Encarnacion, who is 19 and 1 with 15 KOs after Vivas dropped out with an injury. Uh, yes, guys. You might not you might not think that this card is gonna be super exciting, but the co-main event, Abraham Nova, watch out for this kid, man. Uh, if you guys don't remember who he is. He is L Super, 28-year-old. This guy, he's ranked 34th out of 1,401 people in the world in the Super Feather Division. He's 5'9 with a 72-inch reach and managed by David Mayweather. We've gone over this, guys, before. So, you know, this is going to be an exciting, an exciting card, even if you don't know who was on it. Guys, most of the guys that I've been talking about throughout the year are actually on, on this card. Uh, also, Jahai Tucker, Troy Isley, and Omar Rosario are all in action on this card. Jahai Tucker, 5-0, and looking to stay undefeated. Troy Isley, we've talked about him before, guys. 3-0, and looking to stay undefeated. And Omar Rosario, still 5-0, and waiting to move up to the next one, man, and stay undefeated with another, you know, sixth win. So, even though there's not much going on, guys, this is an exciting card. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. I, I can't wait, man. I'm super excited. That's 10 p.m., man, Eastern time. Guys, go and check it out tomorrow. Don't forget to watch. Uh, I know I'll be watching for sure from the comfort of my home because it's going to be damn cold tomorrow, so I'm not going anywhere. but sitting at home and watching boxing. Uh, <laughs> other than that, yes, the heavyweights. The heavyweights. And uh, shout out to our friends from Last Bell Boxing. Good evening. How are you? From Canada to the UK, what's going on? Uh, Graham, the heavyweight division. A lot of crap talking going on, eh? Do you you know, one of the one of the funny headlines uh, it comes out of a pretty reputable uh, uh, online news magazine. But listen to this headline. Tyson Fury calls out Francis Naganu to a boxing match with MMA gloves. Oh, hey, four ounce gloves. Hey, so isn't four, that crazy? Four so, ounce so, gloves, it's, it's going to happen? Oh, this is going to be a great, this well, is going to be great. Well, interestingly enough, Tyson Fury is supposed to be going against uh, Dillian White, 
but yes. uh, Eddie Hearn keeps on demanding more money right now. I think it was the WBA who said uh, it's going to be an 80-20 split, and that's more than fair, given that Dylan White, and I think his last fight, he, he got himself a $300,000 paycheck, uh, whereas Tyson Fury made $20 million. Uh, given his uh, pay-per-view numbers against uh, Deontay Wilder. Anyway, so the numbers seem to be fair at 80-20, but Eddie Hearn says, no, 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 that's not fair. Uh, we want a better split. So that that Dillian White contest has not yet been confirmed. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure Otto Wallen a while back said, hey, man, I'm ready to step in. Uh, so, you know, the, the headlines are insane when it comes to the, uh, uh, you know, the, the heavyweight. We, we were we – were, joking last year i mean which is only a month ago uh, but we were joking last year about uh you know unclogging the heavyweights but if you listen to the chit chat that's going, that's going on right now which is it to me is incredibly comical i mean it's like a, a soap opera of, of, of well legendary proportions i would say because yeah. i can't believe what i'm hearing we're reading uh you know and it, and it is really really funny it is funny what about yeah. you? Do you think have you seen any of these headlines recently? Yeah, I mean, they honestly, I'm I'm loving the Larry Holmes. I'm loving Larry oh. Holmes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Claims that today's heavyweight boxers have no skills. Uh, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua's boxing ability slammed really hard by Larry Holmes. Man, saying that Fury <laughs> and Anthony Joshua lack the skill of Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. So. You know, there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on, and apparently, um, you know, Larry Holmes, uh, and Merciless Ray Mercer, and Smitty's, you know, uh, attend Smitty's boxing gym fundraiser, uh, <laughs> a couple of days back, and uh, these two big guests uh, are just are just not happy with uh, the heavyweights at this point in time in the in the boxing, which, which you know. We haven't all been happy with the heavyweights, really. So, you know, he's he's only he's only speaking the truth, really. <laughs> he's speaking <laughs> the truth a little bit, you know. He's my he's not happy. We haven't been happy, but uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> uh, Tyson Tyson Fury is another one who's just shouting his mouth off from day to day. Guys, you gotta see. You gotta see in the headlines what these guys talk about. Yeah, so, it, it is incredible. It's a rabbit it hole. You you yeah. name you name the fighter, and he has said something outlandish this week. I guarantee <laughs> it. Um, I, you know, I mean, let's 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 try and find a really good example. Uh, let me let me have a quick little look here. I'm <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. I I was I was my. Verbial socks were knocked off this morning. Okay, I mean, remember, I, I went down the very serious road of reporting on the Tony Yoga, Philip Pergovic fight. Okay, then I came across the Klitschko uh, comments, Vitaly Klitschko, <laughs> who was pretty upset, uh, saying, you know, Tyson Fury's on steroids, blah, 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 you know. And then you've got Frank <laughs> Warren sh shouting his mouth off, saying, you know, Joe Joyce and Joe Joyce and Daniel Dubois are in line for the heavyweight title, you know. so. That, that's all fine. He can say whatever he wants, but it's uh, <laughs> who's that guy I'm thinking of who came out out of the blue? Oh, Derek Chisora. Derek Chisora <laughs> comes out and says, you know, not only is Anthony Joshua uh, going to, you know, out of the blue defeat Usyk, uh, but then he's going to go on and beat Fury. Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what's Derek Chisora talking about? Like, like okay, let, let, let's say, okay. Anthony Joshua might win. Uh, that's oh, oh, that was the other headline too. Uh, something like uh, Anthony Joshua set to confirm uh, his trainer. Like holy crap, he's he's set uh, to go against Usyk. What in April, which is a couple months away, and he's still looking for a trainer. Now I know he's been training with various uh, people, whether it be in Dubai, whether it be over in Floyd, Floyd Mayweather's camp. So he's been training, but. I don't know, like if, if, you know, if I was Eddie Hearn, who manages Anthony Joshua, why the heck is it taking so long to find a qualified trainer? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure if Tim, if Tim Witherspoon doesn't want the job, he doesn't want to be in the corner. He doesn't mind advising these guys. Right. Uh, but I'm pretty sure if Tim Witherspoon were here on this channel with us right now, as he said many times before, 
there's no shortage of qualified trainers out there. There's not. So, there's not. so what the heck is Anthony Joshua playing around at? I mean, right. who the heck is he going to name? Like, who, what is this big name that he's going to announce? Sugar Hill? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who the heck? <laughs> like, who yeah, the heck? You know, yeah. who the heck? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. My, 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 my favorite has definitely been uh, – Definitely been Tyson's Fury's latest Anthony Joshua's uh, rant, uh, oh, <laughs> calling him uh, what was it? Um, uh, he says in quotations, "I can't believe AJ has given Ukraine all the heavyweight belts back after all my hard work." It gets it gets not that you haven't seen. I'm sure you've seen this too. <laughs> did, 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 did you see did you see that the other social media taunting or whatever it's called trolling oh. where, where Tyson Fury goes hey man I was drinking 17 pints a day sparring with guys better than you Joshua you know, <laughs> or, what? or you've let a little steroid man come up from the middleweight <laughs> and set about you and take all your belts oh how dare you <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's classic. There's 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 a great. Uh, I think it's either on Instagram or Twitter. I, I can't remember where I saw it. There's a great, uh, like it's a picture of three boxes. The two boxes on the outside are trim, fit and fight ready. They're in good form. Okay, in the middle, a very rotund Tyson Fury. But it's basically, you know, guess who won? <laughs> you know. And so, in, as a matter of fact, that great Canadian boxer Lennox Lewis came out and commented. So it must it must have been a Twitter uh, post. Uh, if I, if our producer's online and he's got that Twitter post, it is absolutely hilarious. Um, and anyway, anyway, I'm just saying like Tyson Fury is really stirring up the pot. He really doesn't care. I'm pretty sure he might have one, one, maybe two fights at most, uh, left in him realistically. And he's going to retire, you know, a happy camper and go off yeah. and, and lie in the sun with his wife and, and kids and have a great old time. Uh, yeah, he's made enough money. I mean, oh. it, it, it seems to me he said he's having he's having fun with it, and he truly is having fun with it. Whereas all these other guys are saying, "Give me my shot, give me my shot, give me my shot." And those guys who have been given the shot are sitting at the bottom of the totem pole right now. I I, I want to was it? Uh, it's almost like Rocky, uh, the movie that is. You know. <laughs> hey, hey! I think that was what I think that was the downfall to Anthony Joshua losing all those belts. Man, was coming out to that stupid Rocky song. <laughs> you, have, you have said that before that's right that's right yeah. I, I love this one i love i love the uh the, like tyson fury you know he's got he's got so many of these these awesome little little things that he says uh one of them was <laughs> there's only ever been one man on these shores and he's called the gypsy king aka tyson fury <laughs> like <laughs> war not also has a contract with Joshua's management label, who are guiding him into the next stages of losing his career after losing to Joseph Parker. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the funny thing is, and I'm sure our, our British, oh, that's that's one. That's one. Oh, wow, that's a pretty good one. Oh wow. Okay, that's a pretty uh, good one. <laughs> what was <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> I remember one night I had 14 pints of Fosters and then sparred three top heavyweights and battered them all. <laughs> battered wow. them all. Look at look at that picture. Look, isn't that wonderful? That's that's our heavyweight champ right now. The WBC that's, that's great. champion but, of the world. There, there is there is there is another one out there, and uh, uh, Lennox Lewis commented on it because uh, it's it's a it's an LOL type comment because uh, he he can't believe. Uh, that was close. That might be it. Uh, no, no, no. That guy on the right's not the guy I'm talking about. But, but <laughs> there, that might be it. That that's yes. That's this is the one. Uh, so it somewhere along the lines, Lance Lewis comments on this. Explaining the current heavyweight division to non-boxing people is a real treat. So yeah, the guy in the middle beat the other two, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I mean, look at that. Isn't that great? That's a that's a wonderful picture, isn't it? That is absolutely classic. Honestly, so, honestly, somebody needs to turn this one into a poster. 
Like, like literally, let's blow this one up, turn this one into a poster, folks. Tell me you would want to see that. You'd buy one. I know you'd buy one because that, that, <laughs> that's Truly a great classic. poster. I mean, so, 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 so my point is, is Tyson Fury, okay, my opinion of the guy has completely changed. It's flipped. I admit it. Uh, I didn't like what he was saying before the Deontay Wilder fight. Uh, but now it's obvious to me he he is truly having fun, and uh, and he's having fun with people who are trying to make fun of him, and yes. uh, and he's he's basically saying yeah, but who's the champ? Exactly, exactly. You know, you know and uh, so he, so he... so I can have as many pints as I want, and I'm still going to beat you. <laughs> you know, classic stuff. Yeah, classic. Yeah. Stuff. You know what? Hey, at least at least the heavyweight division is starting to unclog. Um, we have we have some great 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 new fighters coming up in the heavyweight division, which is which is wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm I'm happy to say that I've watched uh, one of our prospects, you know, Jared Big Baby Anderson, go from oh, really? pros, prospect to not only contender now but title contender. Like uh, he's as he uh, should be, as he should be, man. There's a lot of lot of things going on. Um, one of the fury thing, uh, one of the funny things that I heard had to be the um, Hellenius. Right. Uh, yeah. This uh, that that was hilarious. Saying that he would knock out Tyson Fury. Right. You hear this one? Yep. I read that off in the news uh, today earlier. That's that's yes. That's another funny. Well, not funny, but it. I mean, I don't mind. Like for example, uh, here here's here's a headline out of Sky Sports because I'm, I'm sure the Brits will like this. Fraser Clark and emulate Joe Joyce's fast heavy right heavyweight rise says promoter Ben Shalom. Fraser Clark will move as quickly as Joe Joyce to reach world heavyweight title within three years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep going. Hellenius, uh, right now we are waiting for a formal response from the WBA. This is my first priority, Hellenius told Sky Sports. My lawyer has notified the WBA in writing. I've paid sanctioning fees, and there is no more deserving contender to fight Usyk in the WBA than me. I fully expect to be officially named the mandatory. Really? <laughs> really? That's some big <laughs> some big words coming in there. That's some big words in oh, there. Oh man. Let's uh I'm not you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna go over to Box Rack and see who the top ten uh heavyweights are just for fun. <laughs> oh yes, this is a good one. This is a good one. Just for fun in the heavyweight <laughs> division. Well, our top ten, our top ten. Okay, we'll start it off. Starting at the bottom. Holy cow! Luis okay. Ortiz. Wow. Luis okay. Ortiz is at the bottom, right? Yeah, fair but enough. Our top, our top. Oleksandr Usyk, then Tyson Fury, then Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, Dylan White, Joseph Parkett, Derek Chisora, Michael Hunter, Murat Gassiv, and Luis Ortiz. Right, so take a look and at the then, next. Take a look at the next yeah. ten. Yeah, then you look at then you look at the next three: Joe Joyce, Andy Ruiz, Fury, Little Fury, Fury, Fury. <laughs> Fury, Fury, and then Frank Sanchez. Not bad, Ajit yeah. Kabayal, Auto yeah, Wallen. Kibayle. He's at sixteen. Auto Wallen, Charles Martin, Charles Martin, Robert Lane, and then Martin Backel. Yep. Listen, Carl. I know you've been asking me to profile him. Bear with me. We're gonna to get to it next week. Martin, yeah. Martin Backall. We'll be talking. But we were talking. We were talking about it. We were talking. This is a classic case of a clogged heavyweight division. Take a look at this. Okay, we, we, got, we got the Martin. The top twenty. Tony Yoka is twenty, right? Yeah. But then you got Adam Konaki, Daniel Dubois, Carlos Takeum, Efe Ajabe, who, right? Yeah. So the top twenty-five is insane, and the and these guys are anyway. As I said, going at it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's boring without Tyson. Absolutely, that's what we're saying. I mean, he, he is making, <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, some some of these guys can say, "Hey, I deserve to be there. I deserve to be there." But uh, at the end of the day, Tyson's just coming back to them saying, "But I'm here." <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, I I, I give I give bartender another round. He's he stopped everybody. <laughs> he stopped everybody that we put in, that they put in front of him. And uh, you know what? By all means, let him speak his mind because you know what. Nobody can shut him up. You know, the, the only way to stop Tyson Fury is beat him in the ring. 
That's the only way you're going to stop his mouth from running. But you know what? As long as it's running, it's making for great entertainment. It's keeping us, it's keeping us entertained. I'll tell you that much with the things that he says and the things that he posts on Twitter, man. Yes. Without, without Tyson, the heavyweight division would be boring as hell. Definitely. Let's close out this segment uh, with a few quick comments on Terrence Crawford, because not only is that entertaining, but it's actually quite serious. Um, you know, his comments about the racial bias uh, is one thing, but then, then there's all sorts of media reports now surfacing uh, quite publicly as to who uh, Bob Arum uh, has him. Rep- if you, if you take a quick Google uh, as to who's representing him, uh, yeah. it's a, a lawyer out of uh, now located in Dubai. Um, I forget his name. Uh, but anyway, has, uh, shall we say, underworld uh, uh, underworld dealings in the past. Yes. Barbara Ram saying, hey, man, I don't care what he's done in the past. Uh, he's a good guy. He's an honest guy, and I like him. And then uh, out of that comes another link to uh, MTK Global's co-founders uh, and his underworld dealings. So it's like this is not good for boxing, quite frankly. That's what I'm saying. So regardless of the lawsuit, regardless of the outcome, which is all about money, to be blunt, it is, and the numbers and the numbers that he's looking for are, are, are big. It's not small money. You know, we're talking in the tens of millions of dollars, this lawsuit is. 10 million. Uh, it's, yeah, 10 million? But no, but he's also, looking, he's, look, he's also looking for reimbursement for training fees as well. So it's not just 10. It's, it's, there's, there's, more, there's more to it than that. And it's all about this. If it wasn't for his racial racially biased opinion uh you know it it it, it held me back uh, he favored whites and latinos and all it's yeah i don't know there's there's a lot going on there it's kind of messy uh you know it it's it's hurting the, i think it's hurting the sport of boxing to be oh, honest absolutely it's, that's what i'm saying i'm it's it's it's, not, it's, it's, it's yeah, dirty it's, not, it's nasty yeah it's hurting us uh, it's not good for your average, uh, your average casual fan who's reading those kinds of headlines. It's not good. You know, you've got race on one hand and, you, you know, we're going through this whole Black Lives Matter thing and all of a sudden, boom, this comes out and that's legit. And then you've got the whole underworld component tied, still tied to boxing, which we thought had been cleansed from boxing. Uh, right. And I'm sure, I'm sure and I'm, I'm going to put my money behind Eddie Hearn on this one, you know, and I, I really thought he had done a good job of presenting himself as clean and, uh, and, 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 you know, levels above these other fellows who've like, like, I can't, I, I'm sorry. I can't, a convicted criminal, Don King is back in the business just for example, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, this is not good for boxing. Those types of guys, I'm not saying they should not be allowed. It's competitive, uh, capitalist environment anyone can do anything they want really uh but it's not and all i'm saying is from a media perspective it's not good for boxing uh this lawsuit's not good for boxing what's being said is not good for boxing uh and and for us to ignore it like eh, potentially we should ignore it uh but can we ignore it the answer is no uh does terence crawford have a point i don't think you know what at the end of the day i at the end of the day, some ninety-year-old man probably says a whole bunch of stuff because he's ninety years old. Okay, <laughs> a ninety-year-a ninety-year-old man's filter is very, very turned on low. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that, that's one up. thing to consider going forward. Okay, but yeah. uh, you know, you know, at the end of the day, he may be old school. You know, there's black people and there's white people, and, and that's just simply racist because we're all human beings. At the end of the day, we all bleed red, and at the end of the day, uh, you know. But what he is, is he's a promoter and he's driven by money. That's what he's driven by. He's driven by money. So there's no way in the world he would prevent the fight from happening if he knew he was going to make a buck. So, you know, and, and this is and this is why this is see, where Crawford is saying that his his racial, his, you know, the, the, the racism that's coming out and how Bob Arum's a racist. This is what, you know, has hindered his career. What's held back from us seeing Crawford Earl Spence. Um, let's, let's be real, man. Terrence Crawford is one of the top pound-for-pound boxers of the past five years. Uh, yeah. You know, in the ring, he is dominant. However, however, though, let's be real. Crawford's dry personality and boring fighting style doesn't make for exciting events. You know, so Crawford is a name only hardcore fight fans really know. 
you know, despite Crawford's obvious flaws um, as a box office draw, he's blaming and suing Bob Arum over it being, you know, a, a racial thing when really it's just not it's it's not a viable income. It's it's not anything that's going to make a ton of dough because let's be real, Crawford isn't that exciting fighter that that a lot of people are looking for. It's not the box office draw. And you know what you just reminded me of, and then, and this is this is where this is where the women who are boxing have a have a good strong foothold. They have been trained how to talk. They know how to talk. They're entertaining when they talk. They say great things. They say the right things. A fellow like Terence Crawford does not. And it makes and, and you and I have interviewed uh, lots of boxers over the past year and a bit, and uh, you know. Some are really well-spoken and some are not. Terence Crawford, sadly, is not well-spoken. And, no. uh, and, and Bob Arum, not, 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 it's being, I guess it's being defensive, but in his defense, he's saying uh, Terence Crawford isn't exactly the most uh, sharpest knife in the drawer. Um, at the end of the day, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But is he a good fighter? Yeah, I think he's 39 and 0. You know, so yeah. He's, yeah, he's got a great record. He's a great pound-for-pound pound fighter. Is he a good draw? Maybe. Maybe if that fight had have happened between him and Earl Spence, will it happen now? I kind of doubt it. I mean, right. who's going to touch Terrence Crawford now? Right. Uh, you know, like, with, with, as Aram continues to make the racist and bigoted statements, uh, you know, and purposely damage, this is, this is, this is the stuff that, that, that Crawford is saying is that the things that he's saying have purposely damaged the reputations of black boxers without any consequences. This is generally because the effective boxers who are in long-term contracts with top rank fear that if they do say anything, they, they'll be placed on the sidelines and not given that opportunity to fight during uh, their deal, which could be a five- to seven-year deal. You know, what was it in Crawford's, con uh, Crawford's contract was, uh, you know, two fights a year, uh, I believe was something like that. And, yep. and, yep. you know, but let's be real. As a promoter, it's a money game. Yeah. So what I send you to two fights a year, if you if you're not bringing in the money and you're not worth the promoting the fight, then you know what? Yeah, you are going to sit on the sideline. Well, no, 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 no. That's not how it would work. How it, how it <laughs> That's work how is, I would make it. <laughs> no, I'll give you I'll give you two fights per the contract. It's it's like the music industry. If some guy if a, if a band gets signed to five albums and, and they're just doing crap, they're not touring, they're not speaking to the press, they're not doing anything. Okay. Okay. We'll honor the we'll honor the obligation of producing five albums for you but we're not going to promote them you know right. and then there's a big difference so in terence crawford's world really uh, bob arum certainly could have given him two fights a year and i think the only time he didn't it was during the last year during the pandemic when you know you know shit was happening so <laughs> yeah. you know you know i think there's one fight that was scheduled that just didn't happen and i think that was okay sure he might be owed some money because he wasn't able to fight and then he's saying, I'm owed even more money because there aren't going to be people in the actual stands. Therefore, I want that money now up front. Bob Arum saying, wait a sec, that's not how it works, kid. And, and these guys have had a 10-year relationship, by the way. So it's not like these guys are new to the game. Um, so I guess this has been boiling up uh, and now it's boiled over. Uh, but all I'm saying is, is what is coming out in the media is bad for boxing. Yeah. Bottom line. It, it is. It's bad. It's bad for boxing. Um, honestly and truthfully, um, you know, Terrence Crawford built a niche brand about fighting for his hometown where most of his fighters took place, you know, not exactly the fight capital of the world. And, you know, Abram adds that, it, and he said that he's lost 20 million promoting Crawford and, you know, you know, Crawford 38, no 29 KOs. That's, that's kind of hard to believe. You know, I don't believe I don't believe though that that, that Crawford's lawsuit is very strong. Uh, I'm I, I can't wait to see the outcome of this, but it's not a good outcome for boxing. I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's it's if not I, good. For okay. Here's my last word. If I were a judge, and I was saying, okay, let's have a look at some of what the other boxers in the world make. Oh wow, this guy made three hundred thousand dollars. And you, Mr. Crawford, made $4.5 million on your last fight. I'd say you're doing pretty well. Yeah. And what I've been saying in my social media posts, by the way, is that 
if Terrence Crawford is so upset, why doesn't he just launch with all those millions he's made? He's admitted that he's made because they're in his lawsuit. I made 4.5 million in this fight, 4.5 million in this fight, plus all my training, my living expenses were paid for, by the way. I admit yeah. all that. What the heck has the guy done? So three three fights, yes, he's missed one. So he's owed 4.5 million for sure. So so he's made roughly speaking 15 million dollars cash. Maybe the taxman takes a third of that. He's made 10 million bucks. What's he done? Bought a freaking mansion in Malibu. <laughs> what I what I've said in my social media was is if if Terrence Crawford were so smart, he should with that 10 million dollars invest it in a, a management company and become a promoter himself and go toe to toe against Bob Arum and Top Rank. If he's that adamant that Top Rank are such a badass company and they treat their boxers unfairly, uh, which I find hard to believe uh, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of testimonials that are going to be put forward in Bob Arum's favor. Despite what you may think of a 90-year-old man who's tending to be, my guess, a little He's off. mobbed up. He's and, mobbed well, he, up. He, he, he was mobbed daunting. up back in the day. He's he's got he's got the backing. The man is 90 years old. He's you know one of these he's one of these guys in the game that's you know grandfathered in kind of thing. He's yeah. he's he's there. He you know, there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna come to bat for this guy, and honestly. There's going to be a lot of testimony that's going to come out that uh, that's going to hurt this case for Crawford. I, I I believe it, and you know it's this lawsuit. I don't see really going anywhere, and the more the more crap that goes on with it, it's just the worse it's doing. For I know I know I was kind of on my last comment, but this is a good conversation yeah. because I just had another thought. The fella, I forget his name, the fella who was vice president over at Golden Boy when Oscar De La Hoya got in a bit of financial trouble with his wife and. You know, his wife was pretty well going to take everything. This fellow yeah. left Golden Boy and created Probellum. Yeah. Probellum has proven that there's an opportunity on a worldwide basis. If you invest your money properly, you can not only sign a great roster of talent, but you can begin to establish strategic relationships with companies around the world to put on great fights and have those fights streamed. So there's lots of ways to make money. There's lots of opportunity in this boxing world for sure. And I think someone like Terrence Crawford shouldn't be crying about how much money he's owed or whatever. But let's see where he's invested his money. Has he gone out and bought a Rolex, a fancy car, uh, a big house in Malibu? Or has he actually invested his money wisely on the sport of boxing that he loves so much? I'm curious. I'm curious, too. I'm curious, too. You know what? At, at the end of the day, Crawford, if Crawford wasn't happy... Uh, and, and and saying that his contract wasn't fulfilled. Hey, listen, you didn't get your two fights a year, so what? You fought once a year, but it was a worldwide pandemic. Like, you know, if you weren't happy, you should have, as a champion, as a champion wearing a belt, and somebody who you know is not the most lack, you know, who who lacks luster in the in the in the department of you know exciting fighter, uh, you should you should have quietly just left. I'm pretty sure one of these new promotional companies that have just popped up out of nowhere that are gaining huge ground would have definitely paid you the money you're looking for. You easily could have just walked away from top rank, tipped your hat, said, thank you for this. I wanted my contract. I'm going somewhere else. Shopped around. You know what? Shopping around. Hey, hey, maybe you got, maybe you get picked up by MVP. Maybe you, you know, maybe you get picked up by MVP. Jake Paul's looking to sign new people too. You know, Pro Bellum could have picked him up. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Bo Eddie boxer, a, boxer with box. two X's over in the you UK. Know, exactly, boxer. You know, Wasserman. There's all these different over promotion companies. Exactly, exactly. Salida, Samson. You know, there's all these new promotional companies that would have easily loved to sign somebody like Terence Crawford. That that's a big name to add to your stable if you're one of these new companies. Absolutely. Take take a look at. Uh, and the name that comes to mind is Sam Kynock doing great things out of, uh, I believe out of Glasgow, Scotland, P picking up yes. boxers left, right and center, really good boxers, training them well, put them in, into good fights. You know, I'm sure someone like, like to your point, I'm sure someone like that would love to have Terrence Crawford. Why? Because I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm just guessing that the, the streaming rights for the Sean Porter, Porter fight were, 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 were pretty good, yeah. you know, you you and I would be very happy to have that kind of money, I'm sure. Oh, so, definitely. <laughs> you know, 
So I'm sure someone like, you know, whether it's Wasserman, whether it's Boxer, whether it's Sam Kainak, all these, all these new guys who are building the rosters. I mean, every day uh, on the new, and, and even you on Knuckle Up are announcing who's being signed to who. As a matter of fact, your entire week has been about amateur boxers who have signed deals to go pro. If I'm not mistaken, you know, yes. I mean, that's what your whole, I mean, and I think you're continuing that next week. Yes. So to say that there's no opportunity in boxing is ridiculous. And, and the reason these guys are getting signed is because they believe at the end of the day, they believe they can make money. Um, yeah. there's, there's no easy way of getting around it. Uh, they're free agents now. And now that they're signed, they intend to make money. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Mary's Bandai's tattoo. Well, uh, even someone said, "Was it a real tattoo?" Or was it, you know, trying to get a super fight? He would, he would kill Jake Paul. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who won't kill Jake Paul, and that's that. Uh, oh, who, who, who's the Mexican dude? Who, who Julio Cesar Chavez? Yeah, Junior. Yeah, yeah. Julio I sadly, <laughs> I sadly believe is- Jake Paul would knock him out. Oh man, and uh, th- didn't he say that if that's going to happen, he's going to retire? Dude, Jake, Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, if he gets knocked out by Leo Caesar or something <laughs> like that, I heard somebody's retiring if somebody gets knocked out. I don't well, know, man. I, I, okay, I thought Jake Paul said and this is for Carl because uh, you know I know he had doors, Jake Paul. He, yeah, because he said to Jake Paul, I know, I know man. he's got that picture so, hanging above, hanging on the ceiling above his bed, so when he goes to sleep at night, lays on his back, he gets to look into his pretty eyes. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you know, Jake, Jake, Jake Paul is a handsome, he's a handsome Jake Paul, man. Jake Paul is, uh, is, is Carl's you know, favorite boxer, man, favorite boxer in the whole world. Right, Carl? And, and having fought no boxers whatsoever, I thought that was uh, Jake Paul's whole thing was that he said, uh, hey, man, I'm going after these MMA guys. Uh, but again, they're not boxers. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know who I'd pick. I mean, I guess Tommy Fury's next in line for Jake Paul. I'd, that'd be a shame. Uh, that'd be a shame. I'm sure there are other more qualified boxers that you and I'd both like to see go toe-to-toe against Jake Paul. But uh, the first bo- the first real boxer that Jake Paul faces is going to knock him out. In the meantime, though, Jake Paul... Unless, un- unless, unless uh, Jake Paul does enough of these things to actually gain some sort of skill. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Honestly... I don't think he's much of a boxer, but he does look better and better every time he gets in the ring. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. What I do like about – what I give – what I okay, I'm not a fan of his boxing at all. I don't believe he's a boxer. He had no amateur career. He's never logged really any hours. You know, he's doing this because of his brother. What I give him props for is that he's taken a woman like Amanda Serrano and he's finally made her a millionaire, made her worth worth – what she's worth. And I congratulate him for that, taking Amanda Serrano and 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 making her a millionaire and, and putting the money that that woman deserves in her pocket, man. Congratulations for that, Jake Paul. For that, I give you respect. You won't get any other respect from me out of you won't get any other respect out of me until I see him step in the ring with a real boxer. And then Correct. that's that's when I will give him the respect. But other than that, no. Correct. And we're all looking forward to that moment. Oh, um, me, me too, man. <laughs> I just want to see him get knocked out. That's it. That's and, that's that's and, it. And I, I would I would like to see uh, to your to your point several shows ago about the actual production. Like I'd rather see a boxing show as opposed to uh, a concert intermittent uh, with the occasional bout thrown in between. Yes. Um, and you know what? And you know what? Jake Paul wanted to get away from that crap too, and that and that's how he's uh, you know put that deal together with it uh, Showtime, right? So yeah, yeah. So good for good for him uh, as a business. I mean, I don't like him ranting and raving either. I don't like guys who rant and rave for the cameras. Regardless, he's, he's the he's the ki- he's the king of the trolls, man. That's without what he a doubt. is without, without a doubt in, in this generation today. You know this this whole YouTube sensation generation. He's built he's built his entire career. His following, his twenty million followers, his twenty million dollars—he's built it all off of trolling stupid people on the internet, and 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 having these people, and having these people literally, you know, fall for this crap. Yeah, you know, it's 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 your fault if you let him suck you in, man. 
and th- and that's what happens. You know, he's he's good at get he's good at play. He's a really good chess player. His mental game is great. He knows yeah. how to get in there and he knows how to get under your skin and get you thinking about him. He knows how to get people talking about him. And you know what? In this day and age, man, any press is good press. No, and this is this is why I hope that he takes it one step further and goes down the Amanda Serrano road one step beyond that. Let's see who he signs next. Let's see who he, who picks up next. And, uh, you know, because he, he knows how to play that game very well. And so if he's serious about not only his own boxing career, which we're not, but, I mean, if he is, then he needs to fight a real boxer. That's one thing. But then his MVP company, uh, you know, needs to pick up someone else or several other people. And he needs, he needs to be he needs to be able to compete because I'm sure he hires like he does. He is quite proud of the fact that he hires real trainers, uh, and real therapists, real doctors who make sure that he's in tip top shape for his fights. OK, and he is. Yeah. He seems to be he seems to be in pretty tip top shape. And quite frankly, he, he he did deliver one hell of a knockout punch. I got to admit, um, yes. you know, I mean, you, you, you rarely see guys go face first in the canvas, but right. uh he did it. So, you know, yes. he's, tra- he's trained well now. It, anyway. So my point is, is that there's the boxer side of him, but then there's the, uh, shall we say the corporate side of him and he knows how to yeah. manipulate those 20 million viewers. And, you know, he's done a great job of bringing, let's say 20% of those guys, you know, if he's bringing 4 million people over to the, to watch boxing then let's see a good boxing match. And I think he can do it if he brings in more people like Amanda Serrano and he begins to build a really decent roster. I think that's where he can make an impact. And that's why I'm saying about Terrence Crawford too. What's he done with his millions? Has he just spent it frivolously on on, on, on racing cars and, and the nice houses and women and whatever? You know, let's put his, let's see if he puts his money where his mouth is. That's my point. Yes. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at the comments here, man, and, and it's really funny. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Phil here in Last Bell Boxing, uh, you know, Carl. Uh, Carl reminds us, Bob Abram was a lawyer before promoter. Uh, Uncle Phil does does uh, chime in here saying, Abram did legal work for JFK. Crawford and Big Trouble Man may get countersued after this. This is, uh, this the you know, that's, that's another uh, well, that, 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 that would be a defamation situation. The problem is, yeah. is uh, Aram has said these things uh, in public. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You know what? He's 90, man. Or, like, you know, we all get a little senile. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is it could be easily proven that he is racist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man. So I don't, I don't think he's going to lose. Uh, no. But I think, I think he'll fight this tooth and nail. I don't think he's going to settle out of court. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't be in the sport of boxing, would he? Uh, he's not going to leave in the hands of the judges. Uh, <laughs> Bellu, yeah. Bellu, yeah. <laughs> I still love you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Carl. You're great, brother. You're great. <laughs> oh. So anyway, well, so there you go. Uh, yeah. We chatted about pretty well nothing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it was uh, great. Had, it was great. I had, had fun chatting chat about nothing. I know our fans around the world definitely watching us today love us chatting about nothing, man. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, you know to the fans that dropped uh, all the comments, man. Uh, you know. Thank you, Uncle Phil, for all your kind words and comments. Carl, you know what it is, man. Much respect and love from your friends, from your friends and fans here at uh, Talk and Fight. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Graham, what, what would you like to say? Any last words? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick little Google search of this Richard Schaefer that was mentioned earlier because I'm. Oh yes, R- Richard Schaefer uh, is a Swiss professional Swiss Swiss professional boxing promoter. He was oh. a former CEO of Golden Boy Promotions, which he left in 2014. Uh. Okay, okay, in 2016, okay. he founded his own boxing promotional company, Ringstar Sports. Mm. Ringstar, yes. Mm. Richard Schaefer. So I think I think Pro Bellum is uh, the mover and shaker to watch because not only are they signing great boxers to the roster, but they're doing very strategic deals on a global level. So, I mean, you and I discussed this a year ago. You know, we, we could take a camera, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, we could take a camera crew to... 10 name 10 countries in the world where there are no camera crews and and there's lots of opportunity to live stream events and make tons of money and i think that's what pro bellum has in mind 
You know, they can't sign every single box that's available in the world, but they can do deals with other managers and other promoters, set up fights, broadcast those fights, not only locally, but stream them internationally and make a ton of money. And I think that Richard Schaefer cat is pretty smart. Uh, yes. Because, you know, that's what I'm saying. I believe uh, that Terrence Crawford, guys like that should do with their money. Um, Carl just brought up a great point, man. Uh, Serrano Taylor underway. Biggest purse ever. Really? Biggest purse ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a big one. Uh, oh, oh, I see. I, I'm reading Servant. I see what he's saying. <laughs> Serrano versus Taylor. Biggest purse ever. B biggest purse for the women, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Do you know how big it is? Uh, no, uh, I haven't. I haven't heard any yet. This is. I knew it was going to be a big one. I knew it was going to set records. I don't know what the purse is at yet. Uh, Carl, do you know what the Do you know what the purse is? If you know what it is, please drop it in the comments for us. Because there, there's, there, there, there's a super good example of Jake Paul managing Amanda Serrano and Eddie Hearn managing uh, Katie Taylor. So, to the up and rising management talents out there, going head to head and putting their That's their it. best on the line. Uh, Paul linking him up with her and for Serrano. Oh, that's just what I said. Yeah, it's going to be massive. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and I'm saying there should be more of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, we'll unclog the heavyweight division. That's what we started talking about. And then then I want to see more of these women go at it. I mean, as a matter of fact, hey, why, why don't we tell our fans out there who you've got lined up for some, you've got some great interviews lined up. Yes, fans around the world, please. Hit me up on Wednesday where I will be interviewing Hannah Bagley live in the studio. Followed up by this Friday, none other than uh, champion Hannah Rankin will be joining me in the studio for a one-on-one -on -one interview uh, on Female Friday. So, guys, hit up TalkAndFight.com. Hit the subscribe button. Scroll down. Set the reminders. You're not going to want to miss these live events. It's going to be great. Lots of fun. You'll be able to drop your comments in the live chat and ask these ladies uh, anything, man. Uh, so make sure come on by 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't miss that. Hannah Bagley Wednesday. Hannah Rankin Friday. You know what it is. I'm bringing you. I, I I bring you the best, man. I bring you the best I can. These young, hungry, undefeated, undiscovered amateurs who've just turned pro and and champions, man. That's that's what we do here. That's what we do here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be a fun week. Um, the women are always very colorful and creative and uh, fun to talk to. Uh, I got to admit, the uh, the British boxing scene is uh, is fun to watch. It's entertaining. Uh, Definitely. From, from the Tyson Furies over here uh, to the women, and there's a variety of them over here. And, and I hope you get uh, more women uh, like Avril Mathy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boxing fans, Don't worry. That's, my that's my challenge to Mike Gore to get my Avril Mathy on the show. Uh, hey, man. Hey, as long as she can take enough time uh, from, you know, sunning on that beach, maybe we or, can get her in the studio, right? Or, or or Shannon Courtney. Hey, you know what? You know what? I, I can't I can't wait. I can't wait until, until we have the ability to get uh, some of these boxers flying in for some uh, interviews, man, because I, I got something for you guys. In the future, I'm hoping that uh, that that we can we can tattoo a boxer for free while we do an interview. Because I've got, I, I've, I've no, I'm setting it up, man. I've set it up. I've already got a tattooist and a shop here in Toronto. Uh, any fighter that wants to come on my show, man, and get interviewed, get yourself a free tattoo while you're being interviewed. I can set that up, man. That's pretty that cool. Up. That's a great that idea. Ability. Yes, That's it is a great idea. idea. Uh, shout out to Psych Inc. at Punk Ass Piercings in Toronto. Uh, that's uh, that's who I will be working with when we do this, man. And you know, under these tattoos, you can get some uh, real, real serious answers out of people. I, I know uh, punk ass. Oh, yeah, yes, cool. yes. So definitely, uh, I, I've been working with that. Uh, hopefully, you know, someday in the future, when these when these borders are opened up and we can, you know, finally fly around without any damn problems. Mm. Um, yeah, man, we'll have the ability to have these. Uh, have these interviews in our studio while we tattoo your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll leave with this comment. Uh, I saw a great little, um, what are they? Cause it's, it's, it's pumped. Um, they, uh, someone on, they did, the, I don't know who the channel was who did this, but it was on uh, shown on YouTube and uh, it came up in someone's comments. So I had to look at it and basically in a nutshell, 
Uh, there was a fellow who owns a shoe store somewhere in Manhattan. And he basically said, you know, basically uh, Zab Judah's all washed up. And, uh, you know, Zab Judah can't fight because it was concussion. And uh, anyway, so anyway, these two guys said, okay, let's, you know, there was literally strolling down Fifth Avenue or whatever. And they say, come on, let's, let's go in there with our camera and uh, shake this guy up. So these two, I'm talking pretty big guys walk into the store and says, yeah, is, uh, is John Smith here? Oh, that'd be me. And uh, didn't you make some comments online about uh, Zab Judah? Yeah, I was like, yeah, that guy's washed up, man, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, <coughs> Judah actually walks in, and this is all on camera, and Zab Judah's saying, what'd you say about me? <laughs> let's take this outside right now. Right right now. Let's yo. go outside. Let's, let's go right now. Zab Judah's a bad man, yo. And, and, you, see, and, you, see, and, you, see, and you see this little guy going, <laughs> Yo, Zab, then, listen, you can't talk shit about Zab Judah because, yes, he will walk up on you while you're, like, in the grocery store holding your baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Zab Judah will roll up on you in the grocery store while you're standing in line holding your newborn. And you know what? He's going to have some words with you. So, you know, be careful what you say about that, man. You know, uh, his, if history uh, has told us right and all these documentaries that we've watched uh, – you know he's 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 got ties to that B, you know BMF man, they got a big series on right now, and uh, you know he's got ties to the Black Mafia family, so uh, I, awesome. I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt. So that I'm I'm, lo I'm looking forward to the future where we can get uh, boxes on the road, coming to Toronto, getting a tattoo while yeah, being interviewed by Knuckle Up. Uh, Neil the Deal has offered to hop in an RV and literally go gym by gym by gym by gym across North America down through yeah. Mexico. Interviewing That's when we're gonna people. start that new show called You've Got a Box Here. Oh, wow. Good one. Good Whoa. one. For fans out there, there's a show out there called You Gotta Eat Here. And it's this fellow who goes around to restaurants and he, and Adam he just, you know, do you know, do you know him per chance? Uh, no, no, but no. It's, it's Adam Catucci. Yeah. He's, uh, he's not as good as Guy Fieri, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's a good little show, but that's a great idea. You got a box yes. here. You got a box uh, here. Anyway, there we go. Let, let, let's wrap her up there, Mike, and uh, say okay. goodnight to our fans. To all the fans, thanks for tuning in. To all the uh, fans that dropped those comments, you know what? Thank you for the love and support, man. If it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't be here doing this. Uh, but we got to go get to work and watch these fights, uh, you know, so you don't have to. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, I don't know, but Sunday, make sure you tune in. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out the knockout of the week. You're not going to want to miss it. It's always a good one. That's why we do it. Uh, yes. All the fans, you know what it is. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Myself and Graham, hopefully we'll get uh, joined by Cedric Ben. He was a little busy tonight. We missed him. Yeah. But you know what it is. Uh, guys, much love and respect. Remember, TacoFight.com, hit that subscribe, man, and set those reminders. And don't forget, next week, man, Wednesday, Hannah Bagley. Friday, Hannah Rankin. We'll see you then. It's going to be awesome.